listening from around the world. This is the moment you've been waiting for. It's time! And now, introducing the host, a strength and conditioning coach, real estate investor, athlete manager, and amateur food critic. He stands five feet, 11 inches tall, and he's on the road to 185 pounds. Podcasting from around the world by way of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Welcome back to another episode of the Road to 185 show. I believe this is episode nine. We're moving right along. Today's special guest, Jermaine Huff. Jermaine is a strength conditioning coach and trains some of the best athletes here in Atlanta, Georgia, and has started a side hustle in what we call Airbnb arbitrage in the last few years. He's going to tell you a little bit about the process and how to get into the Airbnb space without owning any property. Him and his wife have now achieved a super host status with their properties that are located in St. Martin and the Virgin Islands. He's built a great team around him over there and is going to continue to grow his portfolio and he's going to help you do the same. If you have been interested in the content of this episode or previous episodes, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend to tell a friend about it. Let's get on with the episode. For the listeners out there, man, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, my name is Jermaine Huff Jr. Everybody call me Jr. Uh, Played ball, football at Jacksonville State in Alabama. Was up there for four years. And then I got into training. That's, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. I've been in the training for what? Five, five years now? Five, six years? Okay. And um, what position do you play? Got, what, what, you're a DB, yeah? Yeah, I played corner at Jack State. Okay. Yeah. And um, as far as real estate go, that's that's what we're talking about. I just got into real estate last year in December, so I'm only one year in. Okay. And you do this with your wife, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's dig into it, man. So tell me about that, your first investment property. So my everybody asked me how I got in it before. Um, my way was kind of different from everybody else. I kind of got blessed into the situation. Okay. So I, I got a good client of mine. I've been training for like, three years now and um he owned a lot of properties down in st thomas okay so it's this big condominium 15 units and he owned like 10 units okay so um i just talking to him like every day just regular while i'm training him and then he offered to take me down there and just show what he got going on and then he was just explaining to me like this would be the easiest way for me to get into real estate so um we chopped it up and we ended up 
getting a unit from him um, December 15th last year. And it's just as simple as we pay a lease and then we run it through Airbnb. Okay. So you don't actually own the property. You just, mm-hmm. you just lease, you just go through the Airbnb. Yeah. We just lease them and then we go through Airbnb. What's crazy is I just saw somebody get interviewed on Grant Cardone that is doing the, mm-hmm. the similar thing. And, you know, he owns some properties and does Airbnb, but he also leases out of, of other people's property um, and, and does really well, kills it with it for sure. So I guess mm-hmm. with that being said, like kind of what are the caveats? Um, you know, what is what is a contract look like, a lease look like? Uh, what kind of insurance do you have to have? What are those types of things that you have to do to kind of run a business out of somebody else's property? Uh, for me, so it was as easy as like the easiest way to get it, get into it. How I got into it is I had one unit and then I offered my guy. I'm like, hey, listen, man, as many units come open, I want them. Just let me know when you want, when they're open. I'm ready to sign a lease and I'll lease them out. But how he trusted me was and a lot of Airbnb gurus doing this nowadays. So like all these Airbnb people out there. And they have courses. What they do is they have a portfolio. So mm-hmm. say you got a portfolio and you run Airbnb and you could take it to a landlord and be like, hey, um, I run an Airbnb business. Uh, I don't want to buy your property, but I want to lease it from you at a premium price. So say if he's taking, you know, what I'm saying two thousand dollars a month for like a, a year tenant or five year tenant. I say, hey, I want to give you a premium, a premium rate per month. So say I want to give you 22, 2,300 for a unit, but I know at that price, I'm willing to make way more doing short-term rentals. So um, it's, it's easy to pay my rent and it's, you know what I'm saying? Easy to cover all my utilities and things of that nature. As far as insurance go, we're covered through Airbnb. So Airbnb, um, hey, you know, you got like a, a policy through them, anything get damaged. You have to do like a, um, you have to take it up with them, and if the, if the people don't want to pay it, then okay, they kind of, they we're kind of covered through Airbnb. How do they charge you that that premium? Is it is it based on the the rent? Is it a percentage? Is it just kind of a flat rate? How does that? Nah, it's a, it's a flat rate. So, um, like I said, so say if so say if you're a landlord, right? You got properties, mm-hmm. and say out of one of your properties that you want, you want to, you want to get a tenant in there and say for a normal tenant that don't do short-term rentals. So say you want to charge a a tenant $2,500 a month. They're not running a business out of it. Right. But I come along, I say, Hey, Jared, I've been knowing you for two years now. I like your property. Um, I show you my portfolio. I show you all the numbers and how, you know what I'm saying? How I run my business. And the background, everything like that. And I say, hey, I want to offer you $27.50 a month to run my business out of. Is you getting more money out of it? And plus, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I make whatever I make off the top of that. Okay. So that that's kind of how I would say that's the safest way mm-hmm. to get into Airbnb right now. Obviously, you know, you can go get a property, mm-hmm. get a mortgage, do whatever you want to it and take, you know what I'm saying, 100% of the earnings. But it's, yeah, you're taking 100% risk too. So what I say by that is everything that happens in St. Thomas, like I'm talking about overhead stuff. So like if we had an AC go out, our landlord took care of it. We had a fridge go out, 
our landlord took care of it. Ah, so, so everything is in that contract, right? But like little stuff, decoration, you know what I'm saying? The furniture yeah. property, little stuff like that. We obviously got to take care of that. But I'm talking about like big maintenance stuff. We had a leak probably like two months ago, taken care of. And Man. that's that's the safest way to get in an Airbnb right now. My that's that's kind of like my opinion. Okay. And yeah. what so how how do you how did you come up with your rates? I mean, are there other you know uh properties within that that condo, the the complex that you're able to kind of use that as a as a comp, or did you have to like go on Airbnb yourself? Like what's kind of the the math that goes behind that? Because I mean you're talking I, about I, my rates, my rates per night, like per night, yeah, rates. rates per night, yeah. Yeah, it's just based off like competition in the area. So we looked on Airbnb, see what everybody else was doing. Okay. And then the crazy part about it is the building that we're in is the only building that has housing in the city of Red Hook. So everything mm. else is bars. You got the marina right there, restaurants, you got a grocery store, but we're the only actual building that's in the heart of Red Hook. Okay. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. an ideal area. But um, rates wise, we kind of play with the rates because, you know, it's in season, out of season. OK. And then week to week, you know, wifey is the brains behind the operation of pricing. So I tell wifey, like, listen, we can drop prices if we're not getting booked and you can raise them if we're getting booked too much. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm at the gym all day. So wifey watching the book. Yeah. 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 And well, things of that nature. What do you think are the main for her, like kind of choosing those rates? What are the things that she looks at when you say, you know, kind of what the competition or what else is out there? Like, what are the major like benefits that you've noticed? Like, hey, you know, this, you know, we have a pool and that other place doesn't or we have this and they don't. What are some of those things that like can differentiate you and your property compared to others? Yeah. So the thing that differentiates us, like I said, we're in a heart of rent. So we're the only house that's in the city. It's like downtown city life. Okay. Everything else, obviously, you got other places that's on the beach. We're not directly on the beach, but we're in an ideal area because you have the ferry that takes you to St. John and mm-hmm. you go over there for the day. Like, that's why we can charge like a premium price. And like I told you, we have six units. So we, we kind of touch every market of, of rates. So we got the high end unit mm-hmm. and we got the real low end unit. If that makes sense. So we kind of play with our prices like that too. Okay. Absolutely. And if so that, that when you set this this business up, are you set up through an LLC? Are you set up? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we have we have an LLC of our own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that is that based out of ATL or is that it's based there? out of ATL, but tax wise, I think we're gonna have to um do taxes here, file taxes here, and in St. Thomas. Okay, so both of them. Okay. Yeah, so we, we've been talking to our tax guy. I told you I was looking for one. I found one. Um, mm-hmm. He was telling us we might have to file in St. Thomas, too. So okay. we'll file in St. Thomas. Because it's going to be our first year around coming up on taxes. So we haven't even hit tax. We, we don't know what tax is going to be like. Okay. So this is going to be our first kind of. Okay, absolutely. And so with, with that how many like team members do you have? I know you guys are kind of the ones, uh, you know, the wife's the brains behind the operation, mm-hmm. but over there, do you communicate with a, is there a property manager? Is there, okay. So you got a property manager. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we have two cleaners. Okay. One of our cleaners is considered like the property manager. Okay. She, 
she kind of our eyes down there. If we need anything, she'd go run to the store. Um, any problems we have with guests, she can kind of help us out. And we have three maintenance guys. Okay. So that's usually, that's usually on property. They, they're doing a lot of renovations down there because, you know, probably like four years ago, they had a big like um, hurricane. Okay. So they finally, the building is finally finishing touches are getting like put on the building. So they're just now finishing like a fresh paint job. So we usually have two guys on property doing some work every now and then. Okay. Okay. And so, I mean, what's, what's kind of a typical like fee, typical rate for like a property manager who does that? Cause I've never personally had a property manager yet. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. is it, obviously it's a, you know, most of the time it's a percentage, but for, for Airbnb, mm-hmm. if it's something that is a kind of a quick turnaround, obviously I'd expect it to be higher than a long-term or even like something like a furnish finder where they're, they're there for two or three months. I mean, it's, it's turning over every, every few days. So what is that? What, what can people who are getting into the Airbnb business, like what could they expect as far as percentage of the, the, the per stay or whatnot? So it's, it's a trick of the trade now. I'm giving you a hack. <laughs> the hack and trigger. So um, what what kind of what we do is we we put it in our cleaning fee on Airbnb. Okay. So our cleaner have a set price that she makes. You know what I'm saying per per unit. So say if it's a hundred dollars per hundred dollars per mm-hmm. cleaner. Mm-hmm. Upcharge the guests. So say we put on our cleaning fee 175 a stay. So that extra that extra yeah. cushion, uh, gives a uh, gives us a little bit more wiggle room to have her have her be like a property manager and stuff like that. Yeah. So and then we and, and plus we pay her by the job too. So it just be like little stuff like say hey can you go to the store and get us this we ran out of this that and the third we might pay her a little extra to go run errands for us. But as as far as like managing the property it kind of manages itself so we got it streamlined to where you don't have to have nobody there to check you in um the only problems we had at first was people getting locked out and that was Mm -hmm. so we um we obviously had to get smart locks but we have a gate down there before you get to the units okay it's eight like a security gate and you have to have a fob to get in that gate so we was having problems with the lock boxes and stuff like that. That's the only kind of key, like the only thing we kind of ran into people getting locked out. Okay. But as far as like actually managing the property, the, the property manages itself. It's just our cleaner comes back and forth, make sure stuff not broke. She's obviously cleaning. If we need extra stuff, she go get it. Um, okay. Is she, is she from this, uh, the States or is she kind of, she's local to there? Yeah. Um, one is local to there. The other, she she is originally from um, the states, but she okay. lived out. She's been down there for like five, six years, I think. Okay. And you and how many units do you all run there? We have six. So we just got the last three in November. Yeah, yeah we got. No. And what what would you say your your occupancy rate is since you guys started? I mean, what can people kind of expect? I know, of course, it, it differs based on market. But somewhere like, you know, St. Thomas, the Caribbean, and you're here, you know, managing from afar. I mean, that's not that's not an easy task, especially it's, you know, it's, it's not it's not just a, you know, a few minute drive. It's it's pretty far. So what would what, you say your occupancy? Yeah, so, Like for the Caribbean, 
from my experience, um, in season, you up to, you know, what I'm saying 80 to 100 percent. You're getting bookings in, in and out, in and out. But when it's hurricane season, that's what you, that's what you got to prepare for. So we hit our first hurricane season from like August to November. That's kind of uh-huh. considered season down there where bookings is 50 percent. You barely making your rent. And and under because you know nobody want to travel during um, right during hurricane, hurricane season yeah but what we're gonna try to do is this year is we have a lot of people that want to do long term like we have a lot of people hit us up on Airbnb like hey do you have longer term month leases we would like to stay for a month we might try to get two month leases in for those hurricane seasons and then after that go yeah, back that's to smart. Show. I yeah. think that's smart. Have you thought about kind of doing that business model, what you got going on there, you know, in, in Atlanta? Yeah, me and my wife talked about it. Um, it's just we got these so fast. Like mm-hmm. it happened like like clockwork. We got one. And then I told my guy, like, hey, when another one come over and I want it. So we kept putting money back in, back in, back in to get six units. So once. Once these like are running smoothly, I think we're gonna branch off and get one here in Atlanta. Okay. Just cause just to be local is you know what I'm saying it's easier to be just to have something local and we can go to and we can kind of manage and mm-hmm. run it our but in St. Thomas is like we didn't have some nightmares out there. I know <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. That's real. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What what would you say some, you know, tell me a story on on a tell me a horse story there. So um, one of our one bedrooms, we um, we had just got, we probably was four months in and, you know, people go on vacation to party. Right. So we thinking like, man, ain't nobody finna bring a party to St. Thomas. Like it's just a one bedroom. How many people can you get into a one bedroom? So we had our units open for like you could book that day and we changed that. Like re- people got a request to book, like say if I wanted to stay today, you got a request to stay tonight because locals a book. So we had a local book. Ah. <laughs> so we're asleep. The next morning I wake up, you know, I wake up early. My landlord been texting me, calling me like, hey, um, your neighbor said it's a party going on in your unit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it needs to stop now. So I wake up like, what? Like, what's going on? So I call, we call our cleaner, like, hey, I need you to go to the property, see what's going on. And they say it was like 20, 30 people in a, it's a one bedroom now. They small. Man. 20 and 30 people going in and out, in and out. Beer bottles everywhere, trash everywhere. Luckily, they ain't break anything. But, um, man. Obviously, they got charged and they got kicked out. (laughs) Okay. So, all you do is you, you get on your, I guess, your profile for Airbnb and you're able to implement some kind of some kind of penalty, some kind of fee on there. Yeah. So the, the tricky thing about Airbnb, like you can't actually charge anybody for like damages. You can request like you have to request money. And if they don't want to pay it, that's when you take it up with Airbnb. OK. So. um you obviously request, hey, you messed this up. Hey, you broke our house rules. It's this fee, that fee. And we put fees on them. If they don't want to pay it, we have a whole list of what they did. We take it to Airbnb. Airbnb either takes it up with them and refund us or they get them to refund us, if that makes sense. Because if they don't refund us, they're going to get deleted from the profile. 
they're not going to be able to book on Airbnb no more. Okay. Okay. And so, I mean, someone kind of starting in, in the Airbnb space, investment properties, you know, real estate investing, what are, what are two things that you would, what you would tell them? What are two pieces of advice you'd give them? Um, reviews and your response rate. So obviously your review is going to keep you top tier super host. So we've been super host for four months. How does that, like, how does that work? How does that work exactly? How many? So, um, it's certain things you got to have. You obviously got to have response. Your response rate got to be under an hour. Okay. Um, your reviews got to be like 4.5 or better. Okay. And it's a, it's a couple more. Let me see. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. So it's overall rate and that's 4.5 or better. Your cancellation rate. If people canceling or not. And that's if we cancel guests, if the, if, if the guests book and they cancel, that don't count. So okay. if we're, if we're canceling guests, that's a penalty towards us. Um, response rate and how many days you stay booked. So how many days you stay hosted. So if somebody for like Airbnb, the main thing is reviews. And I got a trick to reviews too. People, people gonna have to pay me for that one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them contact you, bro. <laughs> There's got We gotta when when you first starting off, at least mm-hmm. we got like a little a little trick and hack to how you get those five-star reviews right off the jump. Okay. Um, but obviously the reviews and the response rate, I'll be telling wifey, like when something happened on Airbnb, everything dropped, you got to get right on it. Yeah. Um, most people, when they're looking on Airbnb, they're looking to book now. So they probably mm-hmm. didn't three or four hosts up like, Hey, is this available? What do you guys offer? Um, people be asking for discounts all the time. So the quicker we can respond to somebody, you know what I'm saying? The quicker we can get a book. Okay. And, and most people say to us like, Hey, Oh, thanks for your response. Thanks for your quick response. Like people be so surprised about how fast we respond, but I'm like, that's kind of like the norm. That should, that should be the norm. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're in business without a doubt. Well, man, tell me how people can, if they have questions for you, I think, I think a lot of people are going to like this episode, man. Cause I think when people think of Airbnb, they think of that, they actually have to own all of these properties in order for them just to step into the business. But people like yourself, and I, I got to send you the name of the dude that I, I watched on Grant Cardone, um, yeah. just absolutely just destroying, uh, destroying that, that game, you know? So how can they, how can people get a hold of you? If they have any questions? Um, so we have a, a joint account on, on Instagram. It's called The Huffs. So okay. you can follow us. All our listings are on the link in our bio. Okay. Uh, and then obviously you can DM us. And our email is jbhrentals2 at gmail.com if you have any like specific questions. Okay. And um, I'll link the, all these in the in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Um, just IG probably would be the closest thing. Okay. Cool, man. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate Tell the wifey you. thank you as well for all the info. And You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode will probably be up in about three or four weeks. So looking forward to it, man. I appreciate your time, bro. All right, boss. Thank you, man. We'll, we'll chat soon.